Welcome to Vina Week, episode 72. Welcome to Vina 101. I'm Bill. Hey, everybody. It's Al. Let's talk some wine, Bill. Let's you were out shopping. You said you were at uh, Target? I was at Target uh, earlier last week, and I was um, I was surprised at the wine selection. So, you know, still all big, big producer wines, but um, quite a bit of variety in terms mm-hmm. of um, wines from California, so Pinot, Cabernet, um, Oregon wines. They also had French wines, and they had a whole uh, aisle, you know, like supermarket aisle of alternative, I'll just say alternative package wines. So all kinds of box wines, um, you know, the typical you know, the typical, you know, five, five, you know, I don't know. I forgot how many liters they are. Liter and a half box wine, you know, with the spout. Yep. And then like individual serving, like six pack, four packs of individual serving wines. You see some cans? Yeah, they were cans and those were cans. Um, okay. And so um, I was just, I was surprised by how much. So there was one whole aisle and then another aisle. So, you know, one, two, three, basically three rows of wine and in cap, um, three shelves on the wine. So kind of six feet, three shelves. And I, it like people were buying it. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't completely perfectly stocked. So I was surprised and the prices were, you know, the prices were in the, I would say probably the most expensive thing that I found there was probably like $24. And I can't remember what wine it was, unfortunately. What were the brands? Were they, uh, were they domestic or uh, they all were, They were do- mostly domestic from California, Oregon. So, okay. you, know, the, you know, the larger producers. Um, the one that stuck in my, my mind is the, the Yes Way Rosé. I don't know if you've ever seen that brand. But it... I've definitely seen it around. I can't. I don't know who makes it. Um, and then um, individual I, labels you would suspect, La Crema, uh, Mayomi. Like Mayomi had a whole like vertical row of Pinot. Okay. Um, just and I noticed that I noticed I was watching TV last night. They have commercials all over the place. Um, I can't remember what I was watching, but anyway, um, and then they had some local, like local wine. I don't like local Oregon wine, Willamette Valley wine, uh, Pinot, mostly Pinot, um, uh, some Chardonnay. Okay. So I was, you know, I, it, it, not a lot of different varietals, you know, I would, I would imagine it would be, I wonder, um, with that packaging, I wonder how that's done because, you know, your traditional winery, I mean, the retooling to do cans or to do special type of packaging, I mean, the equipment costs, they probably they, they probably have like a, a truck that pulls up to the site and does it there that has all the equipment because I, I couldn't imagine them making that big of an investment, right, to... To, to put the packaging together. Yeah. Or they're taking it and driving it somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. And then packaging that. I mean, that that would be my guess. Because trying to, you know, those... Um, you used to see them a lot in, in milk. Um, the ultra high temperature milk, the little boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, that are 
that are all sealed. They got like wax paper on them. So yeah. there were there was a fair amount of that, and you know that equipment's pricey. And I have a little bit of knowledge of that from my family's uh, dairy business back in the day. Um, packaging stuff in those UHT packages, and they have a long for milk. When you package UHT, your shelf life's pretty long. It's like 30, 30 plus days. And that stuff can go into the, um, it can go into the garden, right? It, it breaks down. It does. But I don't know about the wax as much. It, the wax impacts that a little bit, but it's, it's much better than plastic, obviously. But aluminum, you know, aluminum is 100% recyclable. Sure, sure. Both of those items are good. The, the thing that strikes me, that, that hits me uh, most is, is the, the shipping cost has to be substantially less because you're not dealing with glass, which is so much heavier. Yeah. And it's it's getting hard to find glass. That's a kind of a, you know, there's a glass shortage actually. So that, that, that might be one of the driving factors for putting this, you know, putting, using some different alternative packaging because hey, you, know, you gotta you make the wine, you gotta put it in something. If you make that yes way rose, you know, you can't hold on to that. You gotta you gotta get that in the package and get it out. That's right. That's right. And they um that was bottles, but they also had maybe cans in that too. Mm-hmm. Um so Is that a spritz? Does that come with a spritz? <laughs> I didn't see the spritz. I haven't tried. I've, I've seen the label. You know? Yeah. I mean, I right? went to, um, this is a, I have a funny story. I went to, uh, I went to a BevMo um, just recently. And I don't shop at BevMo, and I have nothing against BevMo. I don't know, but, you know, all this stuff is pretty, it's just, it's not, it's just not an interesting store to me. But I do go in there to buy the Beaujolais Nouveau, which just came out last Thursday. So I went in and, uh, you know, usually there's a stacker somewhere and, and, you know, it's a short harvest this year. You know, they've had some problems with the, with frost and blah, blah. The weather hasn't been optimal. So in that, and, you know, tag, tag, tag on uh, supply chain and get the containers over and all that stuff. You know, it's hard to get it over. It's not like the old days. So when I get in there, um, I can't find it. I ask the guy where it is. He goes, oh, yeah, we have a bottle. We have a bottle up front. And I go, what a bottle? You know, I'm like, quarter by six, you know. It's Thanksgiving, man. I'm going to hand these things out like candy. So uh, he goes, uh, no, we just have a one-bottle limit. You know, you can only buy one bottle. What? <laughs> what? Are you serious? Is it, like, scarce or something? Like, what? What? Where, so, was this in Santa Rosa? No, it was the uh, it was the one in Petaluma. So I said, "All right, well, I'll take that bottle." And so I get the bottle, and it's a it's a beautiful packaging. It's really uh, the packaging is really nice on it. And uh, you know, because uh, the Buff always it was a the Buff uh, Beaujolais Nouveau, and they always uh, do a nice job with their um, uh, real colorful packaging. But uh, so later on that day, uh, I was headed back up to Santa Rosa. I went to the Bevmo in Santa Rosa. And they had they had them right at the front register also, but there was no limit, so I picked up another five. So I was able to I was able to get it. Sort of case. Thought it was, was kind of funny. That's great. <laughs> but if you go next week, that wine's gonna be you know you won't be able to find that wine. It, go, it goes pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, other interesting things at Target now that I'm talking about it is uh, oh, one more thing, Bill. Go I gotta ask you one more thing. Yeah. yeah. And. and I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but Bill, what were you doing in Target? 
Oh, I was, I, I was, I, I love Target. <laughs> okay. I, I love Target. I shop for all was, kinds of stuff in Target. I was asking my wife because I never, I don't, I can't remember the last time I went to Target, but I don't go shopping anyway. She does all the shopping, you know. She's better at it. But um, so I, I mean, I was shopping for my elderly aunt. I mean, there to be clear, you go. I you know? asked my wife. I go, what is it about Target that is so attractive? Because when I go by that store, because it's right next to the Trader Joe's, it's right there. And that parking lot is always full. I mean, there's something in that store. I don't know what's in there. Everything's in there. <laughs> so you, so the one that I was going to had a, has a grocery in it. Jeez. So it, it's and it, as price competitive as the other, any other, you know, um, uh, big box uh, grocery. It's got like hardware automotive in it. It's got clothing on it. It's got a drugstore in it. Um, yeah, um, it had a big holiday, you know, retail thing in it. It's got housewares in it. I mean, you're, you know, you can't buy a fridge in there yet, but you certainly can buy, you can buy furniture and linens, kitchen appliances. Yeah. So it, you know, electronics. So it's a, you know, it's the, it's a modern day Sears. Okay. It's sounds like I'm missing out on huh? It depends on, you know, you know, it's like if you, if you need like paper towels and a quart of oil, you can go into Target and get it, you know, as opposed to going to like a couple different places. Gotcha. Seriously. But no, they, the other thing is they had like, they had rows of La Marca Prosecco. Oh, Prosecco. Yeah. 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 Uh, And, and stuff like that. Um, They had um, champagne. Under, did they have Vouve? They have Vouve Clicquot? They might have had Vouve Clicquot, but it was <laughs> under a, it was in a plexi. You had to call somebody to get it. Push the button. It was locked what? up. It was locked up. It's yeah. locked up. Yeah, it was locked up. It's got a high price point. There's certain stuff that's locked up. Okay. So, I mean, I had a, uh, a colleague. Like the, like the paint cans or something? Like the spray paint yeah, cans exactly. locked up like that? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the 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 Walgreens that my aunt goes to, which is not in a bad neighborhood, and this is kind of all over Portland. Anything that can be pocketed in the Walgreens is is locked up. Like all the all the makeup and like deodorants and stuff, it has plastic plastic all over it. And you have to you know ring somebody to come get it and open it, and give it to you because they have that much loss. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess it's easier to lock the stuff up than it is to, you know, put in the monitoring process or have people probably probably better to do it that way. I had a uh, friend of mine over at the Safeway that's by Marlow Road and uh, told me he watched like three people walk out of the store just loaded for bear with, with stuff. Didn't pay. Just walked right out. You're not going to see anything of those people, right? Well, there's a, there's a, there was one security guard. And he asked the security guard, you know, which was on the other door where the, you know, there's two doors, you know, one on the right side, one on the left. And one of them, people were just walking out with stuff. And he asked the other security guard, he asked the security guard at the door, he's like, they don't want to pay for another security guard. He goes, I'm not going to chase these people down. It's like, okay. Yeah. I guess I'm, I guess I'm going to get my party supplies at the Marlow Road Safeway. Jeez. I'm not advocating well, that people. Yeah. I mean, that's a joke. That's a joke. Just to, 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 um, to say, to, uh, to say. 
kind of slip in something. You, um, I don't, did you notice if they had any of the Lamarca Prosecco Rosé? You know they did. That's a good bottle. I've had that. Is it? It wasn't. It. It's. It's. It's not expensive. No, no. You could get it under. I think you get it under. You get 15, 16 bucks. I think, right? Yeah. Um, it's Glera, which is the main grape, and it's cut with a little Pinot Noir. That's how they get it to be pink. And you know what I like about it, and I'm always harping on this is. It's, it's a real, if you get a bottle like that, you have it in the fridge, you can just have that in your fridge and people pop by and you just break out some glasses and when once everybody sits down, you pour that, everybody's happy. I mean, everybody's happy. The color, it's a beautiful color. It's got the bubbles. The uh, bottle looks good too. I mean, that's a nice, like you can give it to somebody, they'll go, oh, look at, you know. Yeah, and it's 11% alcohol. Yeah, so, that's So, I mean, best, it's even right? lower, lower percentage alcohol than most bubbly, so... It's, you know, people are going to be okay. They could, you know, you don't have to worry about them being able to drive home. So, I mean, it's, it's really nice. It's, uh, it's got the, that cherries and that, that, vibe, um, that vibrant fruit thing going. And it's, you know, it's not, come on, it's not complex wine. <laughs> it's, it's Prosecco. But it's, you know, for most people, that's, that's a great, as you said, that's a great bottle. And it's light, and it's not. You know how sometimes you can get them, and they're over candied and super fruity. Yeah. It's not like that. It's, it's a nice bottle. No, so, it's uh, not like sparkling blue nun. Yeah, that would be a good Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, people are in the kitchen. You know, somebody brought over something. They need to get it. You know, you got all these people in the kitchen, kind of trying to get their little dishes that they they brought into That's the right. oven. You know, you know the oven carousel. Yes. Yeah, have that there. You know, it's gonna make it a little bit easier for everybody. Everybody's gonna get their stuff in. It's gonna be all right. Here, have a glass of prosecco rosé. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So anyway, Bill. Uh, I mean, that was a little detour, but I was I was surprised at the amount of wine. Although I shouldn't be, because in Portland, for example, there's there's a. There's a store in the Pacific Northwest called Fred Meyer. They have groceries, kind of like Target to some degree. Mm-hmm. But you go into their their stores and there's, you know, like three aisles of wine. And one dedicated, you know, like one full, you know, full aisle just dedicated to Oregon, Oregon wines. And then you'll find, and, and some Washington and California and another one, and then some in France. Well... <clears throat> Two whole cases of of refrigerated beer, with a tiny amount of that beer being the big box beers. Most of it being all local, like local beer. Like oh, local that's Oregon fantastic! Beer. Yeah, um, you can go in and find multiple different kinds of beer too. So, I like to drink pilsners. There's like five pilsners for sale, canned pilsners, all local all local, like, like three Portland and then two in the area. Um, I was, a, I, it's a, that was surprising to me. Um, whole thing of cider, a whole like big case of cider, all refrigerated. It just, I guess they drink a lot there. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. Well, it's, it's our beer, I think for you know, us, you look, at, you look like, like our beer, um, our beer culture has taken a little bit of a hit. It's not as vibrant as it once was. Um, have, have you noticed that? I, I think so. The other, you know, this is just a perception thing, so it's probably completely off. But I think there are younger people in Portland 
like the demographic is younger. Ah, I never thought of that. And so, you know, I look around the store and I'm like, I'm, I'm old. I'm like an old person in here. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, there's younger, there's 20 somethings, 30 somethings, um, at least in a couple of stores that I, that I was in. And again, it's completely, you know, this is like, you know, I don't really know, but that's just a perception thing. And I think that probably is attributed, you know, attributed to that. Prices are a little bit better too, but less expensive. Okay. You know, um, you know, I'm trying to think you'll pay, you know, for a, a craft brew, premium craft brew here, you're probably paying 12, 13 bucks a, a six pack or a four pack of the bleeder, you know, pint cans, full pint right. cans. It's like 10 to, you know, nine to 10, nine to 12 there. Interesting. That's, That's a, a big, big break. break. <clears throat> huh. I just, it, it, and it's all, this is all random, right? I don't really know, but I definitely did, I, I did notice, like, people are, people are like 40s, 30s, 20s that are in the store. You know, you walk into a store here in Sebastopol, it's, you know, it's skewing, you know, around 50s, 60s, yeah, you yeah, know, at least, stuff. at least in Sebastopol. And that's why, the, the, well, the price point for everything is higher, too. Yeah. Well, it's just more, it costs more, as we know, it costs more to operate a business here in California Absolutely. than Oregon does. Um, and I think Oregon doesn't have any sales tax. Do I have that right? I might have that right. I don't remember. But anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting and pretty vibrant. You know, the town, the town has plenty of problems. The city has plenty of problems. They have a big homeless problem. But like I was talking with my mom, it's like, what town in America doesn't have those problems today? There's yeah, I, I all have over the place. enough to know. Um, Drugs. Well, my mom, my mom lives in Lincoln, this tiny town northeast of Sacramento. There's homeless people on the street, people living in their cars. I mean, it's, it, it it's just a sign of the times. Yeah. I don't know. Unfortunately. Well, let's move on to some wine. I did, uh, I did, uh, let's do a little wine. Uh, I did a, like a list, because I think I sent you something, um, I can't remember, something about, you know, it's that time of the year. It is. Everyone does a list. I think we've done it a few times, you know, get this for Thanksgiving or whatever. So I just threw together like a quick list of 15 wines under $30, and I wanted to get your opinion on them. Um, you could tell me um, if we should put them up or not or, or what you think, but I kind of... Uh, the press demo. You sent the press demo. The best affordable Sonoma County wines for the holidays. And then there's a wine spectator, Vinpair, fifty bucks. Oh wines. yeah, that's right. Okay. Which I think is not, you know, the 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 bar the value wines. But uh, go ahead. I'm interrupting. So that's what kind of spurred me on. So, you know, what do you think of when you think of the holidays? You always think of, ah, you know, let's break open something special, but. Seeing as it's so friggin' expensive, I thought, well, maybe it is just to go with the, a value thing, because everyone has a special bottle that they're going to pop open. But the first thing that came to my mind when I was um, thinking of wines and, and, uh, to, to have, and kind of like a special wine, but something that didn't cost a whole bunch, was the Ramey Russian River Valley Chardonnay. And I'm sure you've had that before. I see the smile on your face. I just smiled. Yeah. 
That's good and point. I, and That's I a think good you grade. can still get that for under thirty dollars. But um, the 2019 vintage is out. Um, that's about as um, close to California Chardonnay that's got a got an old world flair to it that, that you could ever get. And what it is is um, it's a it's a blend of fruit from all over uh, Russian River Valley. And you know if you've had Ramey wines, you know that they're um, they're, they're they're really high quality. So that's a, a really nice high quality Chardonnay. I'd recommend that. Um, I didn't want to leave France out of it because uh, Dave Ramey, uh, he, he earned his winemaking skills over in France. So uh, I'm recommending a Chateau Vitali Puy Fusay Vie Vigna, which is an old vine Chardonnay uh, that comes uh, from uh, the Mekon area. And uh, that's, I believe that comes in under $30 too. That's kind of old school. I think 70% of it is done in stainless steel and then 30% is done in wood barrels. So it's got a nice um, round flavor to it. Um, I would definitely recommend that. That would be a nice fun bottle for people to have for Thanksgiving and for the holidays. Gotta recommend the Pinot Noir bill. You know, so of course, one, of course. Yeah, and, and Pinot Noir is, you know, I mean, you probably have one you want to throw in here, but I wanted to get something that was kind of middle of the road. And this, this, the company that makes this one, they make more of the bolder style fruit forward Pinot Noir. And that's Hook and Ladder. And Hook and Ladder's uh, latest Russian River Vintage uh, Pinot Noir is, um, that's something that you could put on your table and be pretty happy with. I think it rings in at like around 25 bucks. So I'm getting close to that thirty dollar uh, barrier, but it's a little bit under it. Yeah, all uh, the ones, the ones that I'm thinking about are all over. They're definitely over thirty. Yeah, it's it's hard to you know you know where I had a problem with this. I was doing the under the thirty list was when it came to Cabernet. That's almost like that's really hard to get like a a Cabernet that is interesting under thirty dollars, especially from Napa is that's almost that's almost impossible but i did find um i did i i fell back on one of my old favorites and that's the obsidian ridge that's so funny i was just googling to see how much it was <laughs> yes i think it's under 30 still yeah and the obsidian ridge it's it's great from lake county which is which is just on the other side of the hill in napa it's the red hill red hill uh, uh, because the soil is red up there, yeah. and I believe that wine is under thirty bucks. That's a fantastic bottle. Yeah. Bevmo, Bevmo, thirty nine ninety nine at Bevmo. Oh, it's thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Jeez, but, it's gone up. Well, uh, I, but still, for I, I mean, that's inflation, and you can find it at um, wine deals. So Drizzly, do you know Drizzly? It's a wine delivery app. Right. Yeah. It's a, a beverage delivery app. It's thirty one. On Drizzly. Oh, okay. So you can get it delivered to your house for thirty-one dollars, or you can I'll drive. Have to change to the name of my list for under uh, uh, for under forty. Fifteen wines under thirty-one dollars. Buywines.com or Buy Wines Online has it for thirty-nine, thirty-one. Sorry, thirty-one. Um, so yeah, you can be so, found for right around thirty, um, a little over thirty. But yeah, that wine is. Uh, I think they did some work to find the soil. Um, in Lake County. 
Um, yeah, we've talked about it before. That's old, um, you know, they used to just grow walnuts up there, and they just ripped out all the old walnut orchards and, uh, that are up on the hills. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with that one. Planted grapes there. Um, so to, to, to stretch that big, bolder red um, itch, if people have it, my next recommendation is one with a little bit of age. And if you want this, you better get on it right away. It's at k Wines. It's a 2005, which is a fantastic vintage. It's a De Serenso. It's a Santa Million, so it's a right bank wine. And it's all Merlot. I believe it's 100% Merlot. And uh, it's a fourth generation family that runs it. Um, it. You know, I mean, I love Merlot, so it, it's real, um, it's uh, black fruit, black and red fruit. Um, it's ready to go since it's a 2005, obviously. And um, I, I, I can't say, like, you, you need to, if you want to get on that, you should get on that wine and order that right away. It's got the, the black plums, the licorice. Um, it's got the family crest, I believe, on the label. But I don't know. I don't think they have a whole bunch of that. So, um, and if you, you can order that from anywhere and they'll ship it to you. So that's K&L Wines. 2005 D. so that's S-A-R-E-N-C-E-A-U. Hope I said that right. It's a Santamilion. So those are the two big reds I had on the list. Um, for lighter reds, uh, I've got, uh, I'd like to recommend a 2018, it's called a La Bastide, and it's a Cote de Rome. It's La Bastide Saint-Dominique. And I think you've had this one before. I might have. If I see the label, I might recognize. Yeah, you probably had that one before. Um, it it comes in around sixteen bucks, and it uh, you know I hate when people say this, but it, it drinks like a, a higher designation uh, Cote de Rome, um, black uh, black fruit. Um, it's got some pretty good tannins to it. Twenty eighteen was kind of a, a tricky vintage, but I really enjoyed that wine. I, I I enjoyed it so much that I ordered some more bottles, and they still have some. You can get that wine at. Um, wine Inks has it. Wine Inks is in uh, Southern California. And they have it. And uh, I believe it's around 16 bucks. Uh, what else do I got for you guys? Uh, fun. You like oysters, Bill? Love them. I got you an oyster wine. All right. This is uh, 2020 Michel Del Homo. It's a harmony. It's a muscadet. Which means um, it's actually uh, the the uh, wine spends time in a vessel, and uh, they uh, stir it, stir the leaves up while it's being uh, actually the leaves are like the dead yeast and all the other stuff that falls to the bottom of the tank. Uh, they stir that up for a while, and, and uh, then they bottle it. A perfect accompaniment for your oyster development. I just got myself a fresh, uh, a new oyster knife. So I'm, we're going to be doing a lot of oysters if they're available. I'm sure you have to go there. You want to talk about some bubbly? Of course. Bubbly, bubbly, bubbly. Well, can you see this one? I just stocked up. I, I a little. I, you have to zoom out. Uh, an up. I can I can barely see the label. That's too low. Too what? Low? Just tell me. Oh, okay. Concerto. I don't Concerto. have a camera. Go ahead. Um, uh, 
Uh, it's uh, 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 Medici Ermete. It's their Concerto Lambrusco. Oh, I bet that. I've talked good. about that before too. So for for the old old schoolers, they're like, hey, how you mentioned these wines before? Well, hey, wines change every year. This is the 2020. It's organic grapes. Um, like I said, the 2020 vintage. It's all Salamino, which is a particular uh, type of Lambrusco. That's a fantastic bottle. So uh, that's a that's a really good one to start off the meal with, and uh, and people will be like, "What is this? It looks dark and red, but it's got bubbles." Yeah, it's got it. That's that'll be a nice treat for people that don't know. Yeah. And then uh, next on the list, I've got our old favorite. This is one that we both like, I believe, is the uh, Domaine Alimont Lagner Cremant d'Alsace. It's on the uh, PD list. Oh, is it on the PD list? Yep, think so. Okay. Yep. It must be good if it's on somebody else's list. You know what's great about that is it's a. Um, I have yet to pour that wine, and like everybody likes it. Yeah. Everybody likes it, and it's 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 a great value. It really is. You know, it comes in magnums. I know. <laughs> I was about to say. And you can go to you can go to you know bottle barn here and get the Magnum, and you're gonna break your bank. And everybody's yeah. like, "Ooh, you know, you have a big party. Oh, Magnum, we're breaking out the Magnum. Yeah, it's great. And really you're great. and you're uh, and it's gonna all be gone. Oh yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> There'll be none left. Yeah, it's yeah. So that's a great bottle. Um, my next uh, suggestion is uh, from our. Um, this is made by our friend Hugh up in. Um, Wine Creek Valley is the Quivira 2021 Rosé off of their Wine Creek, Wine Creek Ranch. It's organic. I mean, it's just a killer wine. It's 70% Grenache, 11% Cunois, 9% Mouvedre, um, 5% Petite Syrah, and 5% uh, Primitivo. And you want to jump on that, too, because that wine sells out really quickly. But you can get it directly from the winery, I believe, if you want to have it shipped. That's a great bottle. Beautiful packaging, fresh, crisp, light cherries. It's just the acidity is perfect on it. Yeah, you're not going. You're not going wrong with any of those wines. I'll just say that. Yeah, you're, you're, gonna, you'll, you'll be, you're in good hands with that one. That's right. Uh, and then uh, switching back to bubbly, I think I mentioned this one before. I've had a few bottles before. This one's kind of on my list. It's kind of getting into the daily drinking now. Is the Frederick Magnan Cremant de Bourgogne Blanc? De Noir, remember I showed you that that one time? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's a great bottle. That's at the barn. I think it, I think it's like 70 bucks. Is it? I, I was just gonna ask where you where you got it. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with that. And you mentioned uh, the Paradise Ridge Sauvignon Blanc. You want to expound on that a little bit? Yeah, it's a, just a local producer. Their Sauvignon Blancs are always great and you can often find them at a really great price point. So certainly under thirty bucks, not going to go wrong. Um, I know, you know they have a dedicated. I think it's Grand Grandview Vineyard, so dedicated vineyard, four and a half acres there. So um, a, a a true to type, solid Sauvignon Blanc with Very all nice. of the you know with all of the with everything that you'd expect out of the Sauvignon Blanc, and of course right. you know a local producer. So, um, speaking of Sauvignon Blanc, we got a couple more. Um, this one's kind of a little bit 
I mean, talk about super value. Have you have you tried the God Sauvignon Blanc recently, the Joel God? No, no. Yeah, you should you should pick up a bottle of that. I think it's only like twelve bucks, but they, and they make a ton of it. It's a screw screw top. That's a really good representative uh, Napa Valley Sauvignon Blanc, super value, really clean and crisp. It's got all the melon and the guava, all of that stuff. A little bit more of a um, fuller bodied style Sauvignon Blanc. Um, and at 12 bucks, you can't beat that. You, you can't beat that with the stick, as my dad used to say. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Always got to come up with an old phrase here and there. And then, um, um, I guess we can't forget Zinfandel. Oh yes, let's 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 hear uh, what you got. My one of my one of my favorites is um, God, we're kind of leaning heavy towards Dry Creek Vineyards, but I mean Dry Creek Valley, but the wines are good up there. Yeah. Um, I like the Preston Dry Creek uh, Valley Zen. Mm, I bet that's uh, delicious. They're 2020, yeah. yeah. And uh, I do skew towards people that are um, stewards of the land, and the Preston family is certainly that. Um, it's all organic farming, uh, biodynamic, actually. And uh, that's a great ball of Zen. And then um, the guy that keeps the old Zinfandel vines available and going, I like the Bedrock Wine Company Old Vines it's yeah. out there. Yeah. And, and I believe both of those are under $30. And you can find some of those those old, old vines in this area. Yeah. And then I, I got one little, um, I got one other one to mention. And this is over, um, this is over $30. But if you got the guy that comes over, the cigar smoker, and oh, I only drink Cabernet, I only drink Napa Cabernet. You got that guy. This yeah. is one that you can order. Or gal. And, uh, well, let's see, what's the best way to put it? You can, you can order this wine and, and have it on the table, and they're not going to be, they're going to be pretty happy, you know. And, and I would, what I would do with this one is I would open this bottle up, and um, I would have it in a bag, and I would pour it for this guy where he couldn't see the label. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it would just like it would yeah. blow his head off. Yeah, <laughs> because this is the 2019 Leviathan oh. California Red Blend. Great. And you can get you can get the Leviathan for it's. I mean, it's pricey. It's 35 and up, I guess. It might. It yeah, might, but it's it's. But for good cab, I mean. Yeah. And it's a blend of it's Cabernet, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, and Petit Verdot. Yeah, you cannot kind of go wrong uh, with that wine. It's it's powerful. It's uh, in your face. It's inky, dark, your black fruit, um, and uh, it's it's everything about bold that you want. And uh, that that would be the wine for that guy. And he'd be like, "What is this? What is this?" <laughs> I do have one. I, I do have one sparkler ad. Excellent. Um, yeah. The Kirkland Champagne from okay. Costco. It is, it is, it is real champagne from from uh, Reims. It's from yep. Burzenay, and it's made by it's made by uh, Janison and Sons. So, okay, um, I it, it's great. I yeah, heard, you, I remember you, you talked about that a, a few casts back, and I went and I actually got some, but I think I got a bad bottle. Oh, did you? That's unfortunate. Yeah, I did try it, and I the bottle that I had did not show well, so I got to try it again. Yeah, I every, I have had nothing but good luck with that, and at twenty bucks a bottle, I just don't think you can go wrong. 
And and you can get it wherever. Like you can get it in Costco. So Okay. You know, it it's um well I you know, I would recommend anybody there that's interested is you can get great deals on wine in Costco. <clears throat> A good tip is when you're in Costco shopping for wine, if you see something that there isn't a lot of it, a wine there isn't a lot of, and it you don't recognize it at all. Like it's never, it's like a you know winery you've never heard of or a producer you've never heard of. It's probably the wine buyer's selection that bought that wine. So it's it's probably a great value, especially if it's French. If it's a French producer you've never seen, it's totally worth getting the wine and checking it out. But my point with champagne is you can also get the big the bigger producer, more well-known producers, Vouve, um, uh, Krug, um, any of those, there are a handful of them. Buy one of those, buy the Costco champagne, do the taste test. It especially, it, it obviously has to be real champagne, meaning it's from, from Reims. But if you do that, I think you'll be surprised at what's in the bottle with the Costco champagne. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that 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 contrast and compare—that's my favorite thing to do with wine. You yep. know that. Yep. It's yeah. it's totally worth it. And you you know you're not going to pay like insane retail at Costco because they can just buy in the volume. So you know you're going to get that um, more famous producer. You know twenty per twenty percent. You know fifteen percent less than you would at a at a at a smaller retailer. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Always like it. Always like trying that stuff out. Um, and um, there's some good there's some good info out there that you can read about uh, Janison and Sons. Um, they live in a that concerto. I've had that before. I've had the concerto before. I have to go okay. out. Did you get that? Where where'd you get, where'd you get that at? Uh, I, I had a special order. Okay. It's um. I think uh, the store in Walnut Creek that has, it's kind of a special order item. There's not a bunch of it around. I should have mentioned that before. <laughs> You're not going to just find it when you walk in the store. Well, that's fine though. You could probably find it though, right? I mean, you probably. Oh yeah, it's available. Somewhere. It's available. It's like a top. You just have to order it. It's, and it's not a. It's like it's like twenty six, twenty seven bucks. So I mean, the price has gone up. Yeah, and that what's great about that is that most people unless they're oniophiles, will probably not have had Lambrusco. No, Maybe no, have not no. had Lambrusco. And to have that, I mean, it is, it's, it, it's a good, it's a good example of, you know, European culture. You know, this is kind of like, you know, they have these things. It's 11% alcohol. You know, it's, uh, it's a good way to experience that, I think. Yeah, that concerto, you could just, you could break that out, get yourself some nice um, cheese that's been warmed up, some telegio, some spicy salami and pepperoni, you know, and just, just pour glasses of that and have that out there. And everyone, I mean, if they're not vegetarians, they're going to they're gonna be pretty, pretty happy. Everyone's going to be happy with that. Can you see this one, Bill? Fitu, yes, 17. Fitu. Fitu. Yeah. Have you had a fee two before? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. fee two is uh, it's F I T O U. Fee two is uh, it's in the uh, it's in the uh, Landak region, which is uh, the southern um, reaches of uh, France, which is just on the border of the Pyrenees Mountains uh, before you cross over into Spain. And um, 
this is one area that's in that region, and uh, they're always fighting about whether it should just be called Lundock. But uh, it's 50% Carignan, uh, 27% Syrah, and 23% Grenache. It's a 2017, um, a light harvest um, as far as um, as far as the amount of grapes, because they had a horrible frost that year. But um, when I opened it up, it was pretty tight. And, and wine turned for tight is, what that means is that it wasn't really expressing itself very well. And uh, there wasn't much going on. <laughs> but after um, after about an hour, I decanted it. It came around, and it's a pretty good, and then the next day it was really good. So um, it's a pretty decent bottle. I think I paid 16, 17 bucks for this. And it's uh, Sula Montagne. Uh, Fitu. So if you see any Fitu, um, or if you see any wines from um, the Landoc region, um, try them out. They're the type of wines you can go ahead and you can go, uh, I'm not familiar with this label, but it's from this southern area of France. I'm going to go ahead and give it a try. It's hard to find bottles from that region that are over, say, $20, $25. And there's a ton of variety. A lot of them are made by cooperatives, and a lot of the cooperatives are very particular about the wines they make. So um, there's a lot of good value to be had in southern France for uh, for the wine. That's your wine tip for the day, though. Thank you. Among the others. Yeah. Well, that's all I got, man. I've been I've been putting together a list for a few friends uh, for some uh, holiday wines, and uh, I'll finish that up today. The problem with putting together a list for other people is it's like, oh, I'd like to have a couple bottles of that too. So, <laughs> so your your collection is growing as your. Uh, you're, you're, yeah, as you're procuring wine, that's fine. I'm just not drinking enough. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that, that's, that is certainly one way to look at it. But it's a good reason to have friends over. <laughs> yeah, here, here, here. We're finally getting it together. We'll have to have you guys over. We're finally getting the place together, and it's together enough that uh, we feel comfortable having people over. So We are, uh, we are sort of uh, midway in that journey. Yeah, yeah, you guys, well, you just, you, yeah, you just, and you got a, I mean, you got a lot more, uh, I got a lot more, more buildings. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to take that's care right. Of. It's just a one building. Yeah. You know, when you have a compound, Bill. You know, it just is. <laughs> As he looks out over his expanse. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> hey, did you see any uh, articles of the ones I sent that would be, if you had to pick one, because uh, I know we're up against, we had a, we got a hard out here, but did you see anything that's really interesting that you want to? Um, uh, so I, I got to find the uh, article, which is in the beginning here. I mean, it's just a plethora of stuff. I mean, that Gallo uh, buying all of that vineyard line, land and the winery, uh, buying dinner, uh, dinner vineyards is, uh, you know, that's noteworthy because they're just buying everything. Uh, I love that. I mean, I love that autonomous tractor. And I, oh, do you? Oh, do you? <laughs> well, stuff like that is always amazing to me because what it's come down to is, you know, there's a shortage of people to actually do hands-on work in the world. And just seeing all of these things that are starting to come about now. And it's not just out like in a video. It's just everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's people are trying to figure out ways to not have to. Uh, well, I'll give you an example. We just went um, to a little uh, Christmas uh, craft fair 
right here in Sonoma Valley. And um, this, this is a new winery that just opened up a tasting room. And they were having a little craft fair to kind of like bring people in. It's like, oh yeah, this is a winery. You come taste wine here, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And so we walk in and, and it's, be it's a beautiful setup. Um, he's got the background for the back is it's old cork trees. And it's just a panel of all the cork trees. And then it's got a long, beautiful, long uh, modern bar in the front. And if you look to the left, there's a bank of, uh, I don't even know what you call them now. Uh, Venomatics, Cuvenets, I don't know what they're called. But they're the little, um, they're the wine bar things where you have the bottle in, yeah. you stick your card in. Yeah. Well, that's an example of, hey man, why should I have, I don't need people. I just need someone to come up, they can put their card in the machine, get a, spits out a card with an um, amount, and then they can just serve themselves. Yeah, and they can serve the amount they want. Yeah, so it's that's... going to cut down that on everywhere. waste. That's happening everywhere. Yeah, going to cut down on waste. Have you been to Region? In the I have, I have to get down there. There's a couple things I got to do down there in Sebastopol. I got to get to Regions, and there's a new... There's a new restaurant that you may have been to. I haven't been there yet. Um... But it's a it's a Parisian seafood restaurant. Okay. And I think it's called Oyster. <clears throat> no, that's not the one I was thinking of. No. I was thinking of another one. It's called. Um, There's a new Georgian restaurant in town. That's what. That's the one I'm thinking of. Piala. 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 Yeah. Do you know where the uh, Rotten Robbie's is and the Pop Papa John's? Yeah. It's in that strip. Oh, that little plaza there. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'll have to try that out. Yeah, have you been there? I have not been there. You know, I looked at it. Uh, somebody tipped me off to it, and then I looked through the menu, and I said, oh, it all looks interesting. I think I'd go try that. And then I looked at their wine list, and that's what really wanted me to go there. Because I can't pronounce half of the wines that are on that list. Georgian wines. Yeah, a lot of K's, T's, Z's. It's that part of the world. Um, I gotta go there just to try some of those wines. That is definitely part of the story around that restaurant. Like the, it it really was supposed to, it was originally going to be a bottle shop, specializing right. in that kind of wine, and then they just added the food. I think because that's how they got approved from the city council. Yeah, because on their site it says bottle bottle shop. I'll definitely have to go check that out. But the, the one thing of all the stuff that I sent you, the one thing I think that was really big, big news was the Columbia Winery up in Washington. Yeah, what's uh, going on? Down. There's a couple of like transactions that were happening in that area, right? Yeah. Is that crazy or what? And I, I mean, they're just going to, they're going to like mothball that incredibly beautiful building. 7,000 square feet. That's just amazing. But, uh, pretty big for a tasting room. <laughs> but it used to be, they used to produce there. They don't produce anymore. No, I was really more of a, it was a kind of a, a, a venue for, for you know, it was a show-off venue. You know, when Gallo bought um, that, when they bought that operation, I mean, I think I said this years ago, not years ago, but maybe a year ago, I said, they're just going to. Yeah. yeah, they're shutting it down. Yeah. They just bought it. They bought it for the land, for the land, and for the uh, the the juice making capacity. That's what Gallo does. Yeah. They just want the production capacity. Yep. 
and uh, and then all of obviously all of the labels, you know, the brand labels. It's more shelf space. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, but then retail, you know, we've talked about this too. How the trend has moved away from, you know, liquor stores and especially wine shops to more and more of the wine being, you know, bought, sold through um, grocery stores. And yeah. you know, hence the hence the whole beginning of this conversation around the the amount of shelf space for wine at Target. I mean, I was surprised it wasn't like one end cap; it was three. It was you know an aisle and a half. That's a lot of wine. Yeah, it's just it's weird to me. It's 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 amazing how every state is different. Because if you go to I don't know, I think if you go to Pennsylvania, you can't buy wine in a grocery store, which makes no sense to me. You gotta go to like a different store to buy alcohol. I, I, mean, I just don't understand. Maybe someone could explain it to me. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I also like the uh, article um, about Maureen Downey. Oh, did you listen to that? I didn't listen to it. I just I read the I read the article. And yeah, do, do, okay, I don't know if it has all the stuff, but boy, if you listen to the conversation, man, what an eye-opener that is. Yeah. That is scary. It, it, <laughs> the numbers in here, the numbers are quite interesting. The other thing is it's talking about, um, so there's been a lot of, of cryptocurrency news in the last couple of weeks because a big crypto exchange imploded with all kinds of just... You know, who's our wine fraudster guy from India? Oh, uh, Rudy. Yeah, that guy. They, Rudy Kerwin. This, this guy, this whole story around this this uh, crypto exchange is order of magnitude larger and, and more just outrageous than, than Rudy's, Rudy's stuff. So it was uh, not Rudy Kerwan, but in some respects Rudy Kerwan, but more about business mal, business fraud. Anyway, long story short, in the conversation with Maureen, she is talking about pro- provenance of the wine, so basically proving where it comes from, and she's describing some digital technology that she's advocating that could be added to wine bottles to uh, digitally track um, their, their provenance. And you can use blockchain basically, and a picture of the wine bottle to have an open ledger so that anybody can compare it. You basically, it's very, very hard to counterfeit it, if at all. Yeah, so, you know, this is all great to me. I'm not, the, the tie-in between, say, FTX, you know, fungible tokens. They're all crypto, they're all crypto technology. So, yeah. so yeah. I, I mean, I, I see that there's a, there's obviously going to be a place for that in the future. Uh, where, where I push back is the underlying, um, the underlying uh, fortress of it. Like, you know, for instance, if I take my money to the bank, the bank might be shifty, but if it's FDIC insured, I don't have to worry about the shiftiness of the bank that much because the federal government is going to back up my deposits that I have there. And that's where the rub is with the currency, the cryptocurrency is, I get it that they don't want to, you know, it's a little bit of a wild, wild west, 
but there's nobody mining the store kind of type of thing. It's, it's digital cash. And remember that the FTX stuff was, a, was an exchange, somewhat like a bank, but more like an exchange. So mm-hmm. you were putting your digital cash for these people to hold it as opposed to keeping your own wallet. Right. right, you weren't carrying your wallet around. You gave it to this guy, right. and that way it was easier to move from one spot to the other. You also. could have, so when it's in your wallet, so just think of your wallet as a thumb drive for a computer because you can mm-hmm. put you can put your digital cash on that thing. Literally, this is some really good wine talk right here, Rabbit. Yeah, well, no, there's a tie in here because what she's okay. done, she what she's done. So anyway, in cryptocurrency, there's a public ledger. Every transaction is recorded. And everybody can see the transactions. So it's provable. It's like having publicly audited records. Like when here's, you go. Here's my going so back to the FTX thing. Yeah. So apparently there's a large chunk of money of coins or whatever you call it, currency, yeah. that is missing. Oh, no. Well, so what they did is they had this company, FTX, that was a. An exchange, like a like a stock exchange right. online. Same kind of thing. They also created a hedge fund called Alameda Trading Research. Okay. And they were moving customer funds from FTX into Alameda and didn't tell anybody. Uh. It even gets worse. As people are digging into this, when they were getting funding... Like there's no there's no numbers, the not like the the P and L statement was on a post-it note, supposedly. Oh, wow. Gets even better, and here's the capper statement in this mess, and then I'll tie it all into the wine thing. Here's the capper in all of this. <clears throat> the guy that came in and did all the auditing and cleaned up Enron is 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 now involved in cleaning up this mess. And he says it, he said it, he said, this is the worst he's ever seen. And the worst, you know, he did Enron in terms of scam and fraud. Um, they move. they literally took your money and, and used it in a hedge fund. And they think the hedge fund loss is just massive amount of money. And there's no records. They can't track anything. Well, the, the guy that was running it, I mean, he's got Sam the best number. I yeah. mean, Bankman. Yeah, same. That's a great name. <laughs> he's he's gonna be infamous. But anyway, so what? And he's in the Bahamas, right? He's in the Bahamas, and there's what? I mean, weeks before this happened, he took three hundred million dollars out of the exchange, and as of last week, I maybe they found him. They couldn't find him. He says he's sorry. Well, that's nice. He's I mean, clearly a social. Uh, we'll cut. We'll since we started to talk about this, we'll bring articles in. It's absurd. <laughs> I mean, it's absurd. Hey, you know, in contrast to Elizabeth Holmes is just getting ready, you know, in the next six months is going to be spending a little time behind bars. Oh, this hopefully. is this is not. At this least is, this guy said he was sorry. She oh, yeah. shows no remorse. Yeah. Well, the world's, yeah. And speaking of Enron, I don't know if you know this or not. Elizabeth Holmes, her dad, which you rarely see him, he was on the board with Enron. He was one of the original Enron guys. I'll stop. (laughs) It's it's just, it's, it's, 
Well, the Enron lawyer, um, his he's got a southern name. Yep, yeah, his name is. Are you ready for this? He's from Texas. I'm sitting down. He's from. His name is J. Ray the Third. John J. Ray the Third. So he is now, so he became, after Enron imploded, he became, I believe, the CEO of Enron. And now he is currently the CEO of FTX. Unbelievable. Now get this, on Friday, this is not a joke, last Friday, the Creative Artists Agency sent, there was a leaked memo from CEA that was shopping the whole FTX story. Oh wow! Yes. Just call it. Like I think the Hollywood. Journal. I think you go Google this. It's in the Hollywood Reporter. So they're already shopping the story. And I was listening to this other podcast. They were talking about who is going to play John J- John J. Ray. Uh huh. Yeah, and they're like Matthew McConaughey has. To of play course. John J. Ray. Of course. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. They had a it's crazy. But anyway, here's here's the tie into crypto. So if you put your if you put your money in a fraudulent bank or a fraudulent cryptocurrency uh, cryptocurrency exchange that's not publicly audited and offshore in the Bahamas, it's probably a risky bank. It's also probably a risky currency coin exchange. Sure. But what Maureen has done is in this whole crypto technology thing, you can do things like take a picture, digitize that picture, and enter it into a public ledger, into what's called a blockchain. The mm-hmm. blockchain is what keeps track of everything. So she is saying that she can create an NFT, a token, to literally just think of it like a picture of the bottle of wine, a token, and she can put it in the blockchain and you can track from the from the bottle's inception at the winery for every sale, if you're using the using our wine app, for example, so you can so track it. So is it is the is there something on the label? Yeah, you could put something on that. You can you can also like the the cameras are so good that you could tell whether or not the label was altered at some time. Like you're going to be I able see. to. You're going to be able to prove that 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 token. When you take a picture of the bottle, that token, the digital encompassment, the uh, digital representation of that bottle is the bottle. So, so, so what she has is, is I'm going to put it in layman's terms, and you correct me if I'm wrong. But, but basically, basically, what she has is she has um, it's it's she has a preventative measure that someone can put in place to protect themselves from buying a bogus bottle. Yep, yep. So you could be a collector. You you get a bottle of wine. You take a picture of that app, and or you look at it with her app, and she's going to basically say that that is the bottle or it's not the bottle. It's real or it's a fraud. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty impressive. impressive. And she's going to be able to track the bottle. Because every time the bottle, like when you take a picture, remember location is often, if you're using a phone, it's taken the geographic location. Gotcha. Now we're going, we're going a little bit far, but let me ask you this. Yeah. 
So let's say the what happens to how does it does it just do you take it off the ledger? What happens when the bottle's consumed? Let's say you have a nineteen you have a, a twenty fifteen Lafitte and I, yeah, you, know, you have it in a restaurant, you drink the bottle. But yeah. the bottle the bottle itself has value. That bottle, the label, all that stuff has value, it can right? Be tracked. Yeah, it can be tracked. It can be tracked with the like you, I don't know how our app works, but there's probably a thing that says purchased, mm-hmm. and you take a picture. I'm just making this up. I don't know. This is one way you could do it. You take a picture, and it makes that digital. You know, creates a token, and it say you know it says where you know, it looks like you're at you know Sebastopol, California. Yes, did you buy this? Yes. What? How much price? You write it all down, and it goes in that public blockchain ledger. Yeah, and so I'm gonna have to listen to listen to that podcast again. It was really interesting. I actually got to they meet. just throw out big words in that thing. That yeah, I got to meet her know. a couple of years ago, and I sat down with her for about probably like an hour at a at a tasting. She's an interesting person. <laughs> yeah. So her her app her solution is called Chai Vault. Yes. Yep. Chai Vault. Yep. Yeah. And then here's the thing: she's talking about Web three application, blockchain. Nobody knows what the hell that is. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows what that is. I'm but, amazed that it's, 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 well, what she's done is. But that's clever. Her, her, her story is interesting because, you know, the whole thing of uh, these, the, the whales that go out and buy these incredibly crazy wines and, you know, I've got this, I've got a case of that. You know, that's a, a certain high-end group of people. And, you know, she's kind of like, I think she might even said this in the, in the podcast, she's the person that's coming into to the room and, 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 you know, pardon the crudeness, pissing on the table. Well, because yeah. she's saying these wines that you guys are drinking, these yeah. wines are bogus. Yeah. And she can prove it. <laughs> so, so she's, you know, I mean, a, a controversial character, no doubt, but her technology is, uh, you know, I could see. You know, if if I owned um, if I owned a wine company, I, I wanted to ensure that my wines were the provenance was protected all the way through the chain of supply. I would use her technology. I would. You know, I don't know what it cost, but I would certainly be swayed to use it. I think that you could probably. Anyway, I I I. You know, for everybody who's now fallen asleep over this conversation, I only <laughs> I only brought it up in the context. I only, in, in this thread, I should say, I only brought it up in the context that what she's doing, the concept of this blockchain and being able to digitally represent a bottle with a token, all this stuff, it, it will continue, it will creep into our lives. It's something to watch. Yes. And in the fact that it has to be explained right now just means it's not ready. The and it's not, not, and it's not even that it's just wine. It could be anything. It could be yes. cheeses, olive oil. I was working it, with it cars. I was working with cars. Yeah. To put a thing in a car that constantly talked to the cloud, in quotes yeah. cloud, and just sent its data to the cloud. And if you did something to the car, like change its oil, it would record that. Yeah. And I was working with a company that created a, a blockchain wallet a cryptocurrency wallet for the car. So like fleet managers could just, they don't have to start moving paper around. The car would just account for itself. Yeah. So to your point, this technology is going to seep in everywhere. 
because it it has many uses beyond just digital cash, which is which is cryptocurrency. And the reason it's going to be, and it's also um, because typically what has happened in all of these cases, especially with uh, you know, because wine production, it straddles that. You know, there's blue collar crime, there's white collar crime. You know, wine thievery. Oh yeah, it's in right because you need both, right? You've got yeah, to have. Yeah, it's kind of right on the fence. You've so got, typically, yeah. what's happened in the past is these people that move wine across from Spain and relabel it for you know a more expensive appellation in France. Drive it trucks. Now, those people, they don't really get any type of stiff sentences or fines. You know, yeah. typically they don't go to jail. Yeah, what was the... So we had an article about this. Yeah. About the wine so, fraud, and it was but massive. what's happening is that's becoming, you know, as it becomes, you know, this is kind of... It's almost mob-type stuff, right? So it's, yeah, it's becoming... Yeah. It's getting... It's becoming more prevalent, and it, there's more money involved in it. Yeah, 130 <laughs> tanker trucks of wine that was made into... This is the article. It... it uh, they brought in the wine, low in bulk wine from Spain, average price thirty seven cents a liter. Jeez. And they they turned it into, you know, high end Bordeaux. Unbelievable. And you know, here's the thing: the wealthy people, and I, you know, I'm throwing a lot of people under the bus here, but many of those people, just like regular consumers, would drink that wine, the fake wine, and they'd have yep. no idea. That it wasn't, you know, like some Latour, some old Latour. Um, and yeah, and there, have, were ne- there were negotiants involved. There were truckers involved. I mean, there were 20 defendants. Yeah, the, the scale, scale of the operation, I mean, is, it's it incredible. Was, and I just like, is it, wow, 4.6 million barrel bottles of wine. Not barrels, bottles. Um, 4 million in... in uh, Euro in damages. And there's a lot of people that have to help that. There's a lot of people that got to look the other way. They got to like put their hands out and get a little money. And like, I mean, just the customs part of it, you know, crossing borders. There's a, there's a, there's a we, you got, so we're going to post this article. You have to read it. Cause you're reading the article and you're like, this just couldn't have happened. Cause it's the scale and the amount of people that are in it are, it, it's just like, really? Like who, Who's the mastermind of all this? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, because there's nobody, there's nobody named as the mastermind. Of which this is gonna be, this would be a good movie. Is what it would be if you did. It yeah, right. yeah, this is def- definitely. It's yeah. a good story. So I, I, I just uh, five the whole thing of, and that, and that's the reason why you know it's nice to live in in wine country because in a lot of ways it's nice to just go to a winery and buy the wines that are there and you know I mean you could be pretty. Yeah, pretty sure that they're not fakes. That's right. That's true on the property. I mean, three thirty-four thousand five hundred eighty-seven hectoliters of French wine. Oh, five people. Yeah. I mean, and wasn't the one guy? It's, I didn't. I didn't refresh on that article. But wasn't the one guy? He's been. In, he's been in trouble before. It's not yeah. his first rodeo. Yeah. Michelle G I L I N G I N G I N 
Uh, they named the people. There's negotiants and brokers, and and they got in trouble because of the weather. It yeah. all started back in sharp uh, in production reductions because of the weather. So they needed to make money. They needed. They needed. <laughs> so they figured it out. They figured out how to get that extra wine. Yeah. And their fatal flaw was, you know, somebody who actually did know what the wine is supposed to be like had some of it. And like, this yeah. is not right. Like, this is gack. Yeah. And so somebody picked the scab. And it was all over from there. It's all over from there. Well, all right. Well, on that lovely note, we should probably wrap, huh? Yeah, yeah, we should wrap it. We went a little long, but that's okay. But I, I was uh, enthralled, and I know some people probably fell asleep or just turned us off. But that that Bitcoin thing is just oh, you gotta read. You just it's amazing because I was talking to my son because he's at that level where he's always investing and doing stuff. We we had a Bitcoin conversation a few months ago, and you know I'm like I'm like the old man, get off my lawn. I'm like ah no man, <laughs> this could not be more hocus pocus. You explain it to people and they're like, what? I don't, you know, you do some kind of math equation and you get money. Like, how does that work? Yeah, just the whole the whole idea. It's it's about arbitrage, right? Because if what the guy was doing, he was somebody was it's 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 that margin between the transaction is how you're making the money on that. Is oh, that yeah, not there's correct? That, there's, oh, yeah, there's that, too. There's that's that too. that's where all the money's made. Oh yeah. No. So, uh, it's just it's just, like you said. Hocus pocus is a really good way to explain it. And the way I, what I told my sons, I said, well, you know, it's it's this is kind of like I would view it kind of like gambling since it doesn't really have anything to back it up of substance that I can see. If uh, you put some money into it, just make sure it's money that you can afford to see disappear. That's right. And, you know, that's and true. Way. That's true with any investment. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for soldiering through on that last 15, 20 minutes yeah, of this coin talk. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to Just say. Just keep an eye on sometimes, it. Sometimes it's, we get off the track. I, that's you know, true. I mean, it happens, man. This is, a, this is an organic process. Very much so. And keep your eye on the FTX scandal. It's going to be... Watch out for John John J. Ray. The I'll wait for the movie to come out. Man. Oh, it's gonna be good. <laughs> McConaughey is gonna be on there for sure. Let's let's see. We can take we can take a wager. We can. And you know who could play uh, who could play uh, um, Bankman would be uh, friggin' uh, DiCaprio. Bankman Freed. He's a little old. No, not. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bankman Freed's like. I want to say it's like 30, I think. Is he even 30? I don't even know if he's 30. Yeah. Yeah. These guys were all in their 20s. How would you feel? I know we're trying to close it out here, but all of those people that were doing the endorsements, I mean, he hooked some big fish, man. Uh, Cal, um, the the Cal Stadium is named after, you know, FTX has the brand there. Um, You've got, uh, you've got uh, Steph Curry. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you got all these big names and Steph like Curry, Tom Brady, and you know, Giselle. Celebrities are saying, "I don't know what it is, but it's safe. Put your money in it." So somebody has sued them for fraud. I don't know if they have any culpability because they were probably getting paid by the by the margins that the guy was um, by the by the you know by the arbitrage, right? They're probably that was probably their pay. And Larry David probably Bitcoin. Yeah. So I mean, they have no money either. And Larry David. And Larry David's commercial is, 
they're explaining cryptocurrency to him, and he's like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm telling you, the whole thing's going to be, it's like somebody wrote this thing. It's, it's just unbelievable. Now, seriously, you're going to take your money, all your money, and you're going to put it in a, in a thing, something in the Bahamas. It's not a bank. So you're going to take your U.S. dollars, convert it into, and buy coins in something in the Bahamas that's not regulated by the U.S. government. I don't know who you is, but it's not me, Bill. I'm just saying, like, how is this a good decision? How, how if you're going to get rich quick. That's how it is. Guess what? And you know guys? what's great about it? Doesn't you could do work. it on your phone, man. You could just bust your phone totally. out. You could just hit totally. a few buttons. Totally. And you're going to be rich beyond your wildest dreams. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, we've all and seen the shock. Get, the indignity get, and shock get, after get it all imploded. Themes. We've seen Sorry. them all. And they yeah. always usually end up just burnt earth. That's right. If it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. All right, my friend. Well, All we're right. going to close it out. I appreciate yeah, everyone this. Uh, right. yeah, uh, listening tried. to us prattle on here towards the end. Uh, Bill, how do they reach us? You can reach us at um, info at vino101.net or Bill or Bill at vino101.net, Al at vino101.net. Al, you can always... <laughs> As long as it's still functioning, you can hit Al up on the Twitters at twitter.com slash vino101net. We have a Facebook page. You can always hit us up there. We will get messages. And if you like what you've heard, even after our 30-minute ramble on cryptocurrency, tell a friend. Hey, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Cheers. Cheers.